Hey, podcast land. I'm Madison. If you've been following the podcast, you know me, but it's me in a different time of life. <laughs> it's me, Maddie, Maddie, the CEO. <laughs> so what has happened, podcast land? Hmm. Grown up, well, we all do. Once I was a little kid with a startup called Invisible Friend, and before I knew it, podcast land, I had a career that most adults could never imagine. Five new companies, a term in a VC's office, two, oh, no, 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 actually three, parachute jumps into Fortune 500 companies, and then back to where I started, small companies, new CEOs. But we're looking backwards, not forwards today. The subject is governance. How managers and engineers and investors learn to make good collective decisions. We're looking at these issues, not through my career, but through Vinny's story. He was my mentor when I was eight years old. <laughs> Mad woman, he would say. I liked it when he called me Mad Woman. Mad Woman. The decision is never yes or no. The decision, the decision is what, is what yes, or, yes no or no means. So we're in Detroit, Vinny's hometown. It's the 1980s. Things are a little grim. Not a good time for the city. Vinny's just out of college. He's got a software startup, which is a new idea for that age. Not a lot of them. Certainly not a lot in Detroit. Toolcart is the name of Vinny's firm. The office is over there on John R in an old storefront. Oh, there's Vinny getting off the bus. He's not planning on making a radical decision today. It's been a tough week for him, but before the day is out, a tough decision he will have to make. Hey, Dennis. Vinny, um, how are you doing? Just fine, Dennis. You, you know, I, I've never, I, I mean, we've not been, I, I haven't been able it, it's sad. She was a fine woman. Yeah, thanks. Are you um, taking care of yourself? It's hardest when I wake up. For a moment, I think she's downstairs and making coffee, and she used to do that. And then I remember. If there's anything I can I can do. Any thanks, I'm okay. I've been spending time with her mom. It's It's been good. Because maybe, you know, it would be, well, good, you know, getting out. No. I'm going to focus on the business for a bit. It's it's easier. So what are you thinking? First revenue almost in sight? I think we got to revisit going to California. For sales, sure. Yeah, we get to know the market and the competition. I'm thinking we should move there. <laughs> what? Move? That's where the industry's growing, not here. We should be at the center. No, no. This is not. We no, got to think not. what's best. The future, not the past. But we got money here. We, we got, what, a, a dozen companies that, you know, potential customers, GM, Penske, Jarvis Webb. Did you, didn't you think of that? Future's here. We got to consider California. That's where things are happening. Yeah, Xerox Park, you saw that. We need to be at the center. World this, will go by. This is grief. Diana, no. grief talk. No, not grief. If it was grief, I'd just go to Tahiti. <laughs> Tahiti. There was this author. When he found his wife dead, he wrote one letter to his brother. Something terrible has happened. I'm going to Tahiti. Never spoke of it again. Really? Yep. When a guy's wife dies, you're allowed to go to Tahiti. No questions yeah. asked. Good to know. But we need to talk about California. Let's get the partners together. This Jess and Kirk here? is not the time, Vin. You're not ready. I am not in Tahiti, and I don't need to go. Are they here? Yes. Kirk. No. Partner meeting. Vinny. No. Get down here. We've got a decision to make. Dennis is right on this one, but for the wrong reason. 
He's assuming that Vinny isn't intellectually capable of making a decision. Reasoning warped by emotions. That's the charge they lay on you when they don't want to listen to you. But Vinny had a point. It's tough to build a successful company in an unsuccessful city. In hindsight, Vinny was far more successful in San Francisco than he could have been in Detroit, but he hadn't prepared his partners to make this decision. They walked into a snap meeting and had no idea why they were there. When you know nothing, you invent. You make up an idea that is unlikely to have any connection to the truth. So Dennis is right on this one, but it is the last time he's going to be right. So Vinny has his way. Jesse and Kurt come to the meeting room and find themselves in the middle of a debate over whether Toolcart should move to California. They talk for three hours and end with the four partners evenly split with two in favor of the move and two against. We got all we need here. That's not what the numbers say. Oh, you got numbers. Yeah, census show that tech jobs are growing faster there than anywhere in the world. Yeah. Faster than Houston. Houston? My brother just moved there. Yeah, Houston. Why is everyone from here going to Texas? Two big tech universities, a lot of industry servicing the military, just, just, and good weather. Just, I don't get your point. It's like you're saying that we should move because the weather is better in San Francisco. I shouldn't have said weather. But you said people were going to California because of the weather. I meant to say that tech people are moving to California. That's where all the good people go. Because of the weather? That was a mistake. Tech people are going to San Francisco. Hardware. Don't interrupt me, Kurt. Sorry, Jesse, but that's the point. It's a hardware center. That's why it's called Silicon Valley. You don't like software out of Silicon. Yeah, like Microsoft didn't move there. It's in Seattle where there are like slugs and grizzly bears and it rains all the time. I know that. Yeah, there was like some TV show. But there are two database companies in Silicon Valley. And we don't do databases. Yeah, we're doing utilities, productivity utilities. Make the most of your digital host. Five I think you're missing the point. I think we know exactly the point. What's that? You want to go to California so you can lay on the beach. And get a car and a hot bar. Knock it off. We have a decision to make. No, we don't. This isn't a decision. It's an argument. We gotta think of the future. We're split 2-2. Motion doesn't pass. Motion? We did a motion? This is like Robert's rules? Well, if we did, Robert's, it would be split 2-2. Doesn't pass. Status quo, we stay in Detroit. Look. This city had two computer companies. One's gone, the other's moving. Yeah, to Philadelphia. Not to your Silicon Valley. And we got customers here. And money. All our investment is from Tri-County. Well, some from Traverse City. No, that's from here. Summer homes. Who wants to be upstate in the winter? Let's take a break. We'll come back to this later. No, we won't. We've settled it. We're going to put our head down and finish stuff. Here. Yeah. We didn't do a good job of considering it. doesn't it. matter. It's done. If you need to go somewhere, go to Tahiti. And when you come back, we'll be here. That's not fair. No, but it's right. Okay. I'm out of here. I'm going. To Tahiti? No. Out of tool cart. I'm what? leaving the partnership. You can't do that. We got, a, we got a contract. A partnership agreement. A partnership agreement that has no way of resolving a two to split. But it's your company. You brought us- Go to Tahiti or Florida or something. You'll be better. I'm out. Hmm? This isn't the time. This isn't the place. I love you guys, but I'm out. Don't think you can. Sure I can. We got a partnership agreement. It's a contract. You can't break it. Yeah, I can. I can sell my stake. No. 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 
you have to give us the right of first refusal. First notification. What's the difference? Dennis is going to take three years to think about the stake. Wow. And whether he wants to take it. Hadn't thought of that. Well, who's going to buy? There's got to be some out-of-work GM or Chrysler engineer who wants to get into computers. I'm selling, too. Jess? California is the future of high-tech industry. That's what the data says. More new companies there than anywhere else. I'm going. San Francisco, L.A., San Diego, I don't care. But your family's here. And they'll still love me when I'm in California. We have a business yeah. here. I, I I don't see why we're having this argument. Yeah, the beta for the product is nearly done, and we have, what, four? Five, six, if you count Detroit and Six big customers waiting. They're really yeah, waiting. Can, can't we walk this back? And of course they can't. They can't walk this back, podcast land. They've taken sides in a contest of wills. The decision is no longer about the future of the company. It's about who is going to be the victor and who will be the vanquished. There was a real question there, well, many questions really, about how to position Toolcar in the software industry and how to build that industry in Detroit. But it was easier to argue than to think it all works out well, podcast land, especially well for a bad decision. It's not that it wasn't the right thing to do. It was. Vinny comes out well, real well. But he started the decision with a bad question. And nothing, says Peter Drucker, is more unsatisfying than a good answer to a bad question. So now we start the story of Vinny. It will lead him to Silicon Valley to a startup called Side Pocket. And an audacious eight-year-old girl who believes she is a business leader me, Madison, Maddie. <laughs> See you next time, Podcast Land. Bye. Hey, this is Madison. Welcome to a special series on governance from the podcast, How We Manage Stuff. I'm a regular character on this podcast, but you know me at a different stage of life. Hello, podcast land. I'm Maddie. <laughs> I have my own startup. Did you know that? I'm a CEO. Maybe because I learned about boards as a kid. Maybe that's why I'm comfortable with them. They weren't adversaries. They were friends. Parents, almost. When my chair would come to my school, I'd just go sprinting down the hall and leap into his arms. Finny! Hey, Queen Mab, what's the P&L? And that's why I'm so surprised with new startups and even established firms with real cash flow. They don't understand what a board is and what it does to help you. They view them as the enemy, something that gets in the way. And boards don't really help either. They have no idea how ownership would work with management. It's like Berlin Means has never been written, really. They think they're the owners and managers all rolled into one and can do anything anything they want. Ah, right. Berlin means. It's a book. We'll get to that. So to fix these problems, the podcast, How We Manage Stuff, is looking back at the lessons that my mentor, Vinny, learned when he was a young entrepreneur. It was before I became a CEO. Before I was born, really. In the last episode, Vinny learned about decision-making problems and partnerships. Today, He's moved to San Jose and is starting a new firm called SidePocket. At the moment, he's got no money beyond small savings and a few thousand dollars from his family. Vinny's driving to the office of an investment banker with Jesse, who followed Vinny to Silicon Valley. It's roughly 
1989, 1990, if you want to date. So, are we going to get the investment this time? They called us back. Didn't you ask? Didn't you ask if they were going to make an investment in us? Don't think that was the right thing to do. But, but it would have made a difference in how we prepared. Sure. We'd do things differently if we knew we were getting the money. Maybe. But I don't think the secretary was authorized to tell us anything. Only the partners can talk about investments They're in terms. They're called PAs now. Okay. They're not secretaries. The correct term is personal assistant. Ah, uh, sure. We need to make sure we call them by their right name. Yeah. What would you do if you knew we had the investment? Beyond telling mom. And rubbing Dennis's nose in it. Of course. Mm, well, working on staffing plan. Go looking for office space. Start making contacts with distributors. We got a staffing plan. And an office, and it's a little early for the distributors. Here we are. Well, sure. It just seems that we should do something. Right. We got the call on Friday. What did you do over the weekend? Oh, went clubbing. Uh, uh, where was this? In San Francisco someplace. I don't know. I was a little spiffed by the time I got there. Really? And the DJ was no good. Uh, what did you do? Worked on my presentation. Hi. Welcome to Grand Thaler and Piedmont. Remember, personal assistant. I'm, uh, well, well, we're, we're... Vinny and Jesse from Side Pocket. Yes, wow. I know. okay. I'll tell Carl you're here. You should think about going out a bit and meeting people. Of course. You can network, meet some other tech entrepreneurs. Sure. And may meet, you know... It's been a year, Vin. You need to get out. Vinny, Carl, so good to see you again. <laughs> and you must be... Jesse. Yes, yes. Uh, into the office? I gather you've met Molly. Yes, your person. Associate. <laughs> Molly just joined the firm last summer after graduating from Trinity. She's just great. Grand. Grand, yes. Grand with operations. Vinny, why don't you sit here? Jesse, I can be on the wall. Have you found a space? Co-work space near the airport. No need to burn money yet. And just the two of you? No, no, we're running with five. Oh, the two of you plus? A senior developer, Amaya, who is a combined product quality and community relations for the moment, and an office manager. Fractional time. Mm -hmm. With you as CTO and Jesse as CEO, but we consider us as co-equals. Mm. We'll likely keep the back office in the Midwest. It'll be cheaper. They say speak good news quickly, so let's go. Here are the term sheets. <gasps> uh, we're prepared to invest 750000 We want 25% of the company, not 15 Okay. Uh, it's yes. contingent on raising, yes. well, you raising another 350 in the next 60 days. Sure, we can do that. Yeah. 60? Vinny. It's okay. We have people who say they'll come in but won't be first. <laughs> We're hoping you can turn them. Or... We'll get that. Current schedule is okay. We want a beta product in six months, full marketing in 12. Uh, we'll need two seats on the board, usual vetoes over dilution. Sure. Not what you were expecting? No, no, this is good. This is okay. The ask was for 250 more. What's the reason? The usual. Size of the market, value of the company. But we have good technology. Which is good. But the market size is the market size. Question. Sure. Shoot. The terms mention on-site consultants. That will be me. Okay. You're new to the area. And you're new to the field. And a new company. 
we think it would be useful to have an experienced hand in your office. But experienced? Uh, so we're being, what, incubated? No, no, not at all. You've got ideas. I'm going to help connect them to GNP's network and experience. But we've made it, Vinny. We've made okay, it. but the budget. Will we be paying for... Will there be some salary recovery for Molly? Yes. We'll, we'll be fine. But she... Molly. Yes, thank you, Molly. Is not in our staffing plan. Sure. We can talk about the percentage when you get your other investment. That will be great. Okay. But what do we tell... We put Side Pocket, your company, in a market we're calling Productivity Utilities. We think it will shake out in about 18 months. Two companies, maybe three will be standing. We're investing in six. Six startups? Not just. Of course not. At the end of two years, only two or three will be standing. We think you're likely to be one. We'd like to give you help to get there. Won't change ownership. Her part will come out of our percentage. Mm, we're here, Vinny. This will be great. Uh, Grant. <laughs> Tell me about the other potential investors. There are some groups back in Detroit, people who are thinking of putting money into tools. Ah, good point. Good. Uh, can I ask you about any interests you have in these groups? Our interests? You know, Vinny's I need to step out a moment. Jesse. Is there um, anything right? Can I? Is there a bathroom, a washroom sure. here? This way. End of the hall. Well, this is fortunate. Okay, how so? Well, one more requirement I need to discuss with you. Sure, Jess will be back in a second. We can wait. <laughs> no, we can't. But she should be here. No, she's the issue. Excuse me? The firm wants you to be the CEO, not her. But the two of us are really equals. Partners. The firm wants you to be the CEO, not her. The only CEO. But Jess and I have worked together for a long time. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The firm wants you to be the sole CEO. She's not ready. Scattered. Not looking at the right things. I'm sure you can see that. I mean, that's the condition, the last condition for the investment. But it's not on the term sheet. Of course it's not on the term sheet. But the firm instructed me to tell you that it wants you as CEO for the first two years. With Molly's help. With Molly. But Jesse's helped me shape side pocket and it's business plan. We don't think so. The firm doesn't think so. Can you convince me otherwise? What can you show me to show that she is a real leader of the company? Okay. If it's any help, we commonly replace CEOs and CTOs in new companies. And do you put those requirements in the term sheet? I'm telling you what the firm has instructed me. Did you not put it in the term sheet because Jesse is a I'm woman? I'm telling you what the firm has instructed me to tell you as a condition of its investment. Can she keep a place in the company? One reason Molly's salary recovery is negotiable. So I can give her a place where you think she won't damage your investment. I'm telling you what the firm yeah, yeah, has instructed you. She could take the community relations and marketing portfolio, EVP. That would be acceptable to the partners of G&P. And her founders stock. Uh, there are some costs we are prepared to bear. Really? Because we think that Side Pocket could be one of the two industry leaders. Sure. And we think you're the one to direct it. How are we doing? Fine. Why the sad face? Did they make you give everything away? No, but maybe. We're just closing up. You'll see the offer is open for 30 days. But the additional funds? We have 60 days after that, Vin. 60 days. Sure. You're a buzzkill, Vin. Money talks. And it just walked on the door and said a big hello. Hmm, money talks. But it doesn't listen. But you know that doesn't hear a word you're saying unless you're speaking of high returns and low risks. It doesn't listen to people. It doesn't listen to friendship. It doesn't listen to loyalty. Jesse was not the first CEO to be replaced by the initial investors. 
Vinny always said that there were three ways to deal with decisions that you didn't like. Decisions about money that hurt people. You could rationalize the decision. Tell a story that makes the bad bit seem good. This, this is taking money side in the controversy and, and often it involves lying to yourself. Next, you could explain the decision. Tell a detailed story about how the decision was made and how you bore no responsibility for any step of the process. Vinny had one word for this approach, cowardice. It's cowardice, Vinny would say, because it says that you are a placeholder, not a leader. Finally, you could try to make good on the decision, try to make the bad parts good, or at least try to pay the fair price for the bad parts. This is living with your decision, he'd say. Living with your choice. I don't know if Vinny was ever able to make good for Jesse, though I know he tried. His success is for her to judge, not me. Well, perhaps for you to judge as well. Well, this is me, Madison. Maddie, for how we manage stuff. More tech governance in the next episode. See you next time, podcast land. <laughs> Bye. Hey, podcast land. It's me, Maddie, your favorite child CEO, and now grown-up managerial consultant, Madison. Has anyone seen? Uh, we're spending a couple of episodes of the podcast, How We Manage Stuff, looking at the relationship between tech and corporate governance. I printed it out two minutes ago. Because it's one thing to have the tech and another thing to know how to make that tech work in an organization. Did you look on the floor behind the printer? And we're doing this by looking back at Side Pocket, the first startup and the most successful startup of my mentor, Vinny. It's not here. Wow, a copy of my proposed contract with Dell. Are we keeping track of our documents, people? Governance touches on issues of management and investment and operations. Vinny learned a lot of key lessons during the early years of Side Pocket. Oh, uh... I've got it. Oh, that's Rick. I picked it up by mistake. He's one of the developers. Give it to me. Give it to me now. What's the agenda for today? Investments or sales? That's Molly, who is kind of a chief of operations. She's on loan from both. one of our investors. It's going to be both until someone moves. Vinny's in a tricky spot. He's got three potential sales contracts, but all three want the company to do a demo. The company can't do the demo without more investment. But I'm starting with investment today. If he can close his current round of investment, the company will have the money it needs. But no one is willing to commit funds until he has a sales contract. So Vinny has to get one side or the other to move. Otherwise, nothing will happen and side pocket will vanish poof, 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 into nothing. If you need me, send me a page. Ah, important point here. Pagers. Side Pocket was an early 90s company, no smartphones and no texts. They buzzed and gave you a phone number to call. Good morning, peasant. Ah, and there is Jesse, one of Vinny's college friends, moved out from Detroit. Thought he was going to be CEO, really wanted the job, but not for the right reasons. First investor rejected her, flatly, no debate, insisted that Vinny be CEO. And you think you can wait until I get back? Let me start it. I don't think she'll take it from anyone but me. Don't flatter yourself. You may just be the problem. May the force be with you. Page me if you need me. Sure. Are you carrying your pager this time? Oh, yeah, right. 
Yeah, thanks. So, Molly will tackle the first problem of the day and make the day's first mistake. She decides to take a witness with her. When you give an HR problem an audience, it will perform to the crowd. Come with me, Rick. Uh, do I want to? Probably not, but that doesn't bother me. Come. Well, look who's here. The capitalist pawns. Can we sit down and talk? Have a cake and coffee. Cleared the air. Shouldn't I be doing that with you? Besides, air seems clear enough to me. You all got to kick in the same direction, Jesse. We've got money for 10 days. 10 days, two weeks, maybe. At that point, we're empty pocket and the board lose its patience. You know what I think? I think we need a representative on the board, an employee representative. Don't you think that's a good idea? That's not really relevant right now, Jesse. We're under pressure. No, and it's completely relevant. That's where you're wrong. It's the board that screwed this up. They give us the resources. We have got to get this to work. And that's the point. We make it work. If they screw up, we pay the price. Just a if minute. The board is what? Vinny and two old guy bankers? They don't know Jesse, what. The other two board members are investment bankers. They've helped build dozens of tech firms. They're the ones who've invested in side pocket. But we've invested in side pocket. We've invested. Shouldn't we have a representative on the board? Rick, you think we deserve a representative, don't you? Uh, I'm not gonna... oh, With the hours you put in, you know more about this company than some banker. Well, sure, but... You um... gotta stand up for your rights sometime, little man. Otherwise, you're just nothing. Okay, sure. Yeah. I think it would be good. I think a representative would be good. Oh, Rick, you know that's not how boards work. But they're democratic. <laughs> they're supposed to be democratic and vote. But they're not representative. Board members don't represent somebody. No, they represent money, and that's wrong. Are we really debating the functions of corporate boards? You brought it up. But maybe this would help. We have as much at stake here as they I do. I don't think I did. But you both know this. Board members get on the board because of their investments. They represent investments. We've invested time, lots of time. And there are rules for how employees get vested in the company, how they get their investment recognized so that they can be part of senior management. But we didn't make those rules. And I didn't agree to them. And Rick didn't either. What? The rules. You didn't make them. No, I didn't. This isn't the conversation that we should be having now. Yes, it is. This is the exact conversation we should be having now. If we're going to get anything right, we have to have this conversation now. We need to help you re-engage, Jesse. Oh, I am engaged. What I'm not is represented. Represented on the board. And Rick isn't either. Right. Jesse, you know that the board is not a representative body. When they get together, they put their own interests aside. Then they choose what is best for their investment. That's not true. Lots of corporate boards have representation. The Red Cross, Save the Children. Yeah, Red Cross. It has representatives from all over the world. Sure. Some companies consider themselves to be collaborative activity and make sure all their stakeholders are represented on the board. But that's not what we do. Oh, isn't that convenient? We choose the theory of corporate governance that best helps you. All of us, Jess. I don't think so. Jesse, you have a good deal. Can't we make it work? A deal? A deal? I did have a deal. Really something, and the board took it away. Because I had no representation. Rick had no representation. I've lost something. Hey, I wasn't actually uh, an employee then, so... You know how this works, Jess. Tell me. Tell me to my face.
Hello again, podcast land. It's me, Madison. I'm here because you all know the next line, the next thing that Jesse's going to say. You know this because you're not listening to a discussion between co-workers. Jesse is playing it as a breakup scene. A relationship is coming apart. No, has come apart. And her next line will end it. End it for good. So breakup scenes can work one of two ways. Well, three, if you want to do it honestly, but few people do. You can pretend to take the blame by saying, oh, it's not you, it's me, I'm not worthy of you, blah, 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 blah. It's cowardly because it avoids an honest discussion of the issues and it falsely suggests that you can exit with your ego untouched. The second strategy is the one that Jesse has chosen. Pick a fight, take it to the street, be sure there are witnesses, make accusations, broaden the argument, and when the public seems to be leaning in your direction, land a punch that can't be taken back. And who decided what was good for capital was good for me? Those were the words. And who decided what was good for capital was good for me? Good for me. For me. For me. It's a breakup scene. Jessie can't move beyond the personal. Rejection. To see the assets she really holds and what she could do with them. She's in a company, not a family. The two are not the same, even though we sometimes pretend they are. We don't promise to love and honor our corporation as long as we both shall live, and we shouldn't expect the same in return. Vinny wasn't really surprised when he got back and heard the news about Jesse. She didn't bust anything, did she? No, just kind of spit on all of us. And Rick, it's a little surprising. He'll be back. He was just kind of surprised by her arguments. Just surprised. That's all. At this point in her contract, we don't have a lot of obligations, but maybe we can ease the party. Keep it to book. Keep it to book. You know that's best. You're right. You're right. But she's really talented. You should have seen her. And how did you do? Better than us. You didn't respond to my page. Ah, that's what that was. May have solved the deadlock. Maybe good. Maybe good. Customer and investor will flip their cards at the same moment. Pretty much. UPI will give us a conditional letter of intent to sign a contract. Not a deal, but moving in the right direction. What do they want? Lakeside Associates do the same for an investment. Letter of intent for letter of intent. What does Lakeside want? A board seat. For that size of an investment. It's not just the size. It's the timing. And they know it. They knew what was happening and played their hand. Played their hand. That's what we do. That's the lesson. But to play, you have to see the board clearly. And you don't see clearly if you're more interested in staging a scene, making the other side feel your anger than in playing the game. So this is the end of our scene for today. More tech governance in the next episode. And this is Madison, the CEO. Or Maddie, the CEO for How We Manage Stuff. Bye, podcast land. Bye. Podcast Land, Podcast Land, Podcast Land, it's me, Maddie, the CEO of Watch Your Dogs. Or more accurately, it's me, grown-up Madison, hosting the series on tech governance on the podcast, How We Manage Stuff. <laughs> How We Manage Stuff. <laughs> you know, one of the great things about being a child business leader is that you grew into an understanding of governance. When I started, I believed that I could do anything. I was boss. I was CEO and what they did, it was sort of like learning about your parents really, or your teachers. 
gradually you learn that they are making decisions on your behalf and that they are thinking about things that you don't appreciate. To understand the relationship between governance and technology, we're looking at the story of SidePocket, a startup from the early 1990s. SidePocket was the company of Vinny, who was my mentor and dear, dear friend. In this episode, we're looking at the conflict between technical goals and investment goals. It's the spring of 1991. Things are going well. Vinny's going to a business luncheon in San Jose. He's going with Carl and Molly. Carl was an early investor in SidePocket and is on the board. Molly worked for Carl and was the investor's representative at SidePocket and served as general manager of daily operations. We join the story when Molly and Carl arrive at the side pocket offices in Silicon Valley. There's Finney. What's he What's he doing over uh, there? That's the side pocket office. Finney! Over here! Thanks for picking me up. No trouble, amigo. It was on the way. So, what's the news? 1,087,113. Really? As of last night. 1,087,113. So we did it. We did it. A million dollars in revenue for one month. I would say it's a grand day to celebrate. That's gross, right? And receivable? Gross, yeah, but it's money received, funds in the bank. Hey, buddy, milk it or drive it. Make up your mind. So you crossed a million receivable in what? January? February. Announce a victory and throw a party. Let all of Silicon Valley know. It grew so fast, I wanted to be sure. This is what success is like. Let them know that you have arrived. Sure, we could use it as a recruiting party. Do we know? Yeah, his resignation arrived in the mail today. At least we know. He vanished, what, five days ago? You can see who's been wrapped up in sales figures. Didn't show up for work on April 3rd. Who are we talking about? Jay. He was one of the senior developers. Did he give a reason? Didn't like what we were stocking in the kitchen. (laughs) Shows that all that free food is an unneeded expense. Doesn't do any good. But it doesn't cost much, and it's what our programmers expect. Yeah, they'll work through the night if they've got good coffee, frozen pizza, and a choice of cereal Mm, for breakfast. Programmers are nocturnal. They'll work through the night without any of that stuff. They'd order takeout pizza and pay for it. Cheaper for you, healthier for them. Healthier. Yeah, right. Where did this uh, Jack go anyway? Borland. Good for him. Borland is the place to be. Great leadership. Really know what's happening. It's going to whoop Microsoft like it's a playground brawl. Hey, driving Miss Crazy, pick a lane. Isn't there one way? Yeah. Going the other way. Right. Oh, oh, right. Fix that. Instead of just replacing Jay, we should really beef up the development staff. That's what you're thinking. If we can hold this million a month, we'll start getting some reserves. We can afford You're not going to blow this money on staff. How did we get on San Carlos? Our tech staff is a little weak, and we have to get ready for Windows. You're turning a million a month with the staff you got. Lost Jay. Sure, sure. But there's here's the thing. Windows is a dream in Bill Gates' eye. Jobs couldn't make it work. you got to spend the money to control the market. That's what the board's going to say. That's the point. We want to be ready for the shift to the next technology. There's no shift. There's only this month and next month. Ah, there's the Weston. We're going to the Fairmont. Yeah, right. You want to clear the market, and you want to clear it fast. Wow, it's cheap. Clear meaning what? There's what, eight firms in your sector? But only four matter, maybe five. You got to buy two of them. Three if you can get them. That's a lot of work to integrate them. Oh, Maul. You're still thinking B-School, aren't you? 
At this stage in the market, you might find someone to replace Jerry if you can get their loyalty or buy it. But the rest, eh. We still need to focus on the next generation production. If you don't control the market, there'll be no next generation. Fairmont is over there. See it? Technology. Generation. If you control the market, who cares if your product isn't quite up to date? Is this you or the board? Molly will tell you. You may have a million bucks for this month, but you have to make the right decision for next month if you want to keep your company. Welcome to the Fairmont Hotel. Thank you, sir. We'll be back after the round table. Hour and a half. Catch you inside, kids. Think he's serious? About his money? What do you think? I'd just like to build a company, get control of technology, and feel that we're not jumping from crisis to crisis. But he has a point. Shall we go in? I'll meet you there. I met Carl a couple of times. I was a kid. Watcher Dogs. That was my company at the time. Watcher Dogs. He thought I was cute. You know, podcast land. Cute. A quality of attractiveness that comes from being vulnerable and innocent. That's the definition. Cute puppies. Cute kittens. Cute little girls. I don't think Carl ever called companies cute. Cute companies. Companies that are attractive because they are undercapitalized and naively managed. <laughs> Cute little startups. He'd buy these little vulnerable companies, pat them on the head, and give them a piece of candy before stealing any asset they might have. Vinny, Vinny liked Carl, though Vinny genuinely liked almost everyone. He felt Carl had taken a risk on Side Pocket and guided it towards success. But there were times times podcast land when he felt angry or threatened or disrupted huh, that that's a good use for the word Vinny could find himself disrupted by carl so after that drive Vinny needed to talk so somewhere in this entrepreneur mashup lunch Vinny found a sympathetic ear in rick now i don't know much about rick he met Vinny a couple of years before he'd been through several big old school businesses IBM, maybe. Oh, HP. And he was a good listener. So this bugged you? No, I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, Carl was right. We do want to control our market at least as much as we can. So what's the problem? Too heartless? No, it's, it's rough. I know that. Didn't want to think about it. <laughs> like you don't want to think about what goes into hot dogs. Maybe. I don't know. I wanted to build a business, an organization. Ah, so you could be in charge. No, well, maybe a little. But at least I know I want to be in charge. Because self-aware egotism is the best kind. Well, sure. Who doesn't want? But I really wanted to do something, make something, or provide a service. Sure. My grandmother was a domestic. I don't really know what her life was like, what it felt like to work. You know, rich people who would barely acknowledge that you're worth respecting. All right. But she always talked with great pride about the dinners she would prepare and how she would set the table and decorate the centerpiece. Okay. That pride, the pride of accomplishment. Sure. Sure. I don't want to feel that I'm put on earth to kill another person's dream. Killing others' dreams. Welcome to Daily Life in Silicon Valley. Hey, Karen. How you doing? Okay. We're doing okay. Hoping this recession clears soon. Uh, aren't we all? You going to introduce me to your friend, or should I just raise my paw and tell him that I know him? You know me? Vinny, side pocket. A million gross revenue last month. Wow. How you want to guess what I learned first? Karen knows more financial gossip than news. anyone in the Valley. News. It's legitimate news, Rick. Karen, I'm with CalFed. A banker? Yes, a banker. But now you know, you can no longer guess. Guess what? So, 
What brings you here today? Usual things. See if I can learn a little news. Check out the freshman class of entrepreneurs to see if any of them are cute. See if there are any customers with the means to pay me back. <laughs> uh, not sure if you're going to get any of that here. Don't be so confident, big boy. Oh? You look like the kind of CEO that could use a flexible line of credit. You see? She only pretends to be interested in you. Not for us. We're, we're, we're doing fine. Ah, oh, Rick. They are so cute at this age, aren't they? Just adorable. Carl of GMP is your board chair, isn't he? Member, board member. Doesn't matter. He's going to send you on a shopping trip. There'll come a time, maybe next quarter, maybe next year, when an extra 500K in ready financing will be attractive. <laughs> I'll fax over the paperwork tonight. It won't cost you a dime until you need uh, it. Sure. And then we can have lunch to talk about other options. Be right back. I need to talk to Wait, wait, wait. Next week, Tuesday? Don't let it go to your head. She's only interested in one thing, and it isn't your boyish good looks. Ah, exit music, podcast listeners. I'm supposed to tell you the lessons from this episode, but there aren't any lessons. None, none, none. Well, none like the ones you expect. The kind that are like those multiple choice questions you have to answer for your performance review every year. No, no lessons, podcast land. Just a couple of suggestions about how you need to think about your relationship with your governance. Because you need to think, podcast listener, you do. Because Vinny has to think about a couple of things in the upcoming episodes. And he'll, well, you'll get to grade him, podcast land. You'll get to grade him soon. Okay, bye, podcast land. This is me, Madison. Oh, and Maddie, the CEO. Bye. podcast land it's me madison it's another episode on tech governance we're trying to explore how organizations make decisions and how good decisions need a good relationship with your board especially decisions about high risk technology about 18 months have passed since the last episode side pocket the startup of my childhood mentor Vinny, is doing well very well lots of cash flow Vinny has had to use that money to buy some of the competition. Open the field for Side Pocket. He didn't like it, but those were his instructions. So we're starting today in the Side Pocket offices. Two employees are talking. One is Molly, who's representing one of the early investors and is acting as an operations manager. And the other is the marketing manager, Violet, who has just finished one trade show and is about to depart for another. The two are discussing an article about Vinny that is about to be published in a national business magazine. Oh, do I need to explain magazines to you, Podcast Land? They were kind of like blogs, but on paper. So it's out today. Monday, it's out. Oh, listen, Vincent, who was born in Detroit, represents a new generation of articulate African-American entrepreneurs. What track are you girls reading? It's porn, Vinny. <laughs> Marketing porn. They think that your name is Vincent. And that you're articulate. Is there anything else wrong in the article? Wrong about the company? Not gone beyond the intro. But we're hoping for dirty pictures. I swear, that reporter wasn't listening, and he wasn't even taking notes. But this is golden, Vinny, even with mistakes. He came to that interview thinking that I was just an ignorant, uh, auto mechanic or it something. It couldn't be better timed, Vin. Oh, I don't know. 
when I was raising money in the first round would have been nice. We make it the center of our trade show display. A giant cutout of you, a banner, Vinny, an entrepreneur to watch. Make it side pocket, a company to watch. Don't go humble on us, Vinny. It's got to be you. The article's about sure. you. You have a right to be proud. You've earned this. And think how Diana would- Keep her out of this. Um, sorry, Vinny. The dead don't make decisions for us. We make our own decisions, our decisions today on what we know. I said the wrong thing. I'm truly sorry, Vinny. But think about today, Vinny. And tomorrow, cash flow. Tell me about it. You'd think a company with almost 40 million in revenue would have a little money for a product And a little staff development. But at least we've cleared the field of competitors. Or so the board thinks. It's their strategy, not mine. But you've taken five companies out. Six. We're about to close number six. Six? Taken six out of the market and got their share? But are we ready for tomorrow's market? Windows is coming. Microsoft is pushing hard. And do we have a product for it? A Windows-ready product. Of course we do. Tried, tested, (sighs) and it works seamlessly across all platforms. You know better. We just changed a few bits of code to make it run under the new environment. But at least we have a product. But not a product that uses the new environment. Windows is a new world. People will use it differently. We're not part of that. Not yet. But can't you get the money some other way? Take it from something else? Like marketing? I was thinking from somewhere else. There's a budget. Change it. The board approved it. And then there's the board finance committee, then the auditors. Somebody'd find out fast. What if they did? I'd be out of here, and no magazine pictures could help me. I'm going to interrupt here, Podcast Land, because I know what you're thinking. Doesn't the side pocket board want to make money? You ask? How can they be so stupid? Don't they know that Windows is going to be big and important? Silly questions, Podcast Land. Of course they want to make money, but they have a strategy that Vinny doesn't accept and doesn't understand, to be honest. I would guess, yes, remember I wasn't there, Podcast Land? I would guess that Vinny's board is thinking about three things. One, getting the most revenue this quarter. Two, securing the market for next quarter. And three, preparing for some kind of shift in the market. It's the last one Vinny didn't understand. He was worried about Windows. The board was worried about something completely different. Let's call it the buggy whip problem. Cars replace horse-drawn carriages. Drivers no longer need buggy whips. There's nothing buggy whip manufacturers can make for cars. You, you understand this, podcast land. So Vinny doesn't understand what his board is thinking. But Vinny still had decisions to make, even though he doesn't understand. One of those decisions, oh, has just walked through the door. Comes in the form of Jim or Tim or Kim. One of those expendable C programmers that rotated through Side Pocket. He's here and he'll explain what he wants. Vinny, sir, you got a second. Oh, Tim. It's Jim, ma'am. Do you have a second for us? What do you need, Jim? Well, uh, maybe we could talk alone, sir. This is our question. What would it take to make a Windows version of Side Pocket? Oh, we have one, ma'am. No, a real one, not a Windows ready version. Multiple screens, real graphics. Side Pocket 2.0. We can go back to my desk, Jim. But it would be good to hear this. 
How much? Best case, all the resources you need. Well, ma'am, I... Do it fast. Do it right. We'd want a library, a software library, ma'am. That'd help. It'd be faster. How much is that? 20K, uh, but there'd be a royalty. Okay. That'd be a payment on every copy of shit. Of course. Plus, how many more staff? Let's not go. No, it's good to know how Uh, many. Three, ma'am. Three plus me. Enough with the ma'am. How much time? Well, ma'am, uh, two months, three maybe. So under a hundred thousand. Sure, ma'am. There are other costs, but why are you asking? That banker, she was here yesterday. From CalFed. Karen from CalFed. With a little ready credit. The line of credit. You take that to finance the new version of side pockets. I don't have that kind of. Authority. And then you pay it back with the increased revenue from the new version. How do you know that there'll be a new revenue? Vinny, 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 upgrades. People won't want to use old software on new systems. They'll want to use the new version, even if they already have it. This is trouble. I'd be going against the... So what do you want, Jim or Kim? Jim, sir, uh, can we go to your desk? Back again, podcast land. There are two problems here. Do you see both? We can act them out, but it's going to be faster. And clearer. (laughs) And clearer if we talk about them. So I'm going to twist the time frame here and ask my dear friend and mentor, Vinny, to join me. How are you doing, Vinny? Fine. Just fine. Sure beats being in a nursing home. Oh, we need to remind you that the podcast has already been messing with time. Side Pocket operated in the early 90s. I'm hosting this as an adult, so it must be sometime in the mid-2040s. And you're listening to us about halfway between those two dates. It doesn't make much sense, but don't worry too much about it. It allows me to do something I've always wanted to do. What's that? Have a conversation with you, professional to professional, adult to adult. Don't be silly. What do you mean? Those are the only kind of conversations I've ever had with you, (laughs) even when I was eight. Sure. First problem seems to be with Jim. The programmer. Jim, what did he want? Usual. A raise. Claimed he was offered 30% more at one of the big firms, Corel, I think. If he didn't get it that day, he'd quit. So, did you give it? No. I told him that he could continue to work for the same pay and we'd review him at the end of the fiscal year, or he could leave that day with two weeks severance. Did he have the offer? Never knew. I guess that he probably didn't, but I wasn't sure. But the request was a bit like blackmail. Oh, yes. Which suggested that he wasn't committed to the firm. How I missed this. How about the other problem? The upgrade to Windows. Thought about it a couple of days and took the line of credit. Well, explain yourself. You were going against the wishes of the board. Pretty much. My contract didn't mention short-term credit, but it really didn't give me authority. Huh. Disobedience. Doesn't sound like you. (laughs) No, it doesn't. But I reasoned that the board was not understanding the situation, and the only way I could communicate how urgent things were was by going outside the contract. Did you get a working product? We have two more episodes in this series. Fair enough. Well, can I say something to our listeners? Go ahead. Uh, But it's about you. You're the teacher now. (sighs) We make a lot of decisions in ignorance. We rarely understand everything about a problem or a question. And sometimes we make the right decision, and sometimes we don't. Correct. But the real tragedy happens when we can't see that we're ignorant, when our own selfish goals get in the way and blind us. We want to be on the cover of a business magazine. But I was already on the cover. Yes, or we want to lead a firm to an IPO. And that was your goal once. And it was not an easy goal to drop. Or you might want to be rich or be powerful. 
or have the respect of your peers. Yes. You go after the wrong goal and believe that you can still achieve the right goal. Your point, mad woman. Were you fooling yourself when you took that loan? Hindsight map? More yes than no. More fooling yourself than clearly seeing what you needed to do? Yes. But I had had enough no to save me. I knew that I might not be right. Will you explain? In the next two episodes. Didn't you hear the closing music? Wasn't certain. Close up. Been a long time. This is Vinny, the CTO from the podcast How We Manage Stuff. This is Madison. Oh, and me, Maddie. <laughs> Bye, podcast. I'm Bye. Hello, podcast land. This is how we manage uh, stuff. How we manage stuff. And um, this is our series on uh, tech governance. Where is that weasel? Just a sec, podcast land. I want that little two-faced rodent out here now. What weasel might this be? <laughs> you know very well, my little disreputable leprechaun, Vinny. I want... Try Banshee, Carl. What? Leprechauns are male. Well, like that matters. Although I've always been partial to the Furies. Furies? You know, the female spirits who lead men Listen, to their doom. Listen, my little smart friend. If you had an inkling about this decision, any hint at all, and you said nothing, nothing to G&P, doom, doom will be too good for you. You're speaking mighty cocky to someone whose cousin might be an enforcer for what? the Irish Republican Army. IRA? Eh. And mighty emotional about the leader of a company with 53 million revenue <sighs> as of last month. Where is he? Who? Say his name. Well, Vinny, your CEO. He's not here. Where? Is he? He's out being a successful leader in the software industry. Like hell he is. Please be a good role model for capitalism, Carl. There are children and sensitive young male engineers who <sighs> listen to this podcast. When will he be back? We don't know. And there's a cue. A cue. Others who want to see him and were here first. Uh, you who? Hey. Take a seat. Customers will be served in the order in which they arrived. Can I get you some coffee? Whoa, catch your breath, podcast land. Let me explain. And there's a lot of explaining to do. I'm Maddie from the podcast, How We Manage Stuff. Maddie, the CEO. Hi. <laughs> and I'm Vinny, the CEO who is missing in that little scene out there. <laughs> yes. We are observing the activities at Side Pocket, your first successful startup. We're doing something kind of like the wrap-up show after Ooh, a sporting event. I've always wanted to do this. <clears throat> Carl, the venture capitalist from GMP Partners, has started the day with an aggressive move. Would you say that is typical of him, Vinny? <clears throat> no, no. Carl likes to lead with the good old boy play. Big smile, warm voice, firm handshake. Make you believe that he's on your side. While he's sneaking a hand into your wallet. So, what's the issue for today's contest, Vinny? Well, mad woman, <laughs> sorry. You'll always be mad woman to me. As I well should be. Carl and I have always had different strategies for the company. He's mad because I'm no longer even pretending to agree with him. A banker? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, <clears throat> I think we're getting some action back on the field. Uh, <clears throat> the offices of Side Pocket. I think we are. Let's listen. A banker, yes. From CalFed, yes. Banker? Karen, I have a name and my friends use it. Side Pocket's banker? One of them, yes. I mean, I would assume he might have a couple. 
Who handles his payroll? The line of credit. Short-term liquidity at competitive rates. That's us. Listen, if you ever have any credit needs, I you would be... You vixen! You uh, hussy! You aren't one of those guys who has problems with usury. Uh, what? Usury. You know, lending money. Loans? Because you don't look it. Really. You don't. Oh, you're the one. You're the one who seduced my CEO. <laughs> seduced, yeah. The siren song of a low-interest credit line. <laughs> Listen, in my experience, you, you really can't pull a man you. in any direction he doesn't already want to go. Encouraged him. Oh, and there's a red flag on the play. Flag? I thought he was just starting to get good. Ad hominem accusations. At least one of them has to have a five-minute timeout. Maybe both. But here's the situation. You're the CEO. Carl is board chair, so he's your boss. Yes and no. I had a contract with the board, but I'm on the board too, you know. But you're disobeying him. That's what he seems to be claiming. We were disagreeing over the strategy for the company, which really wasn't a contractual thing. But your contract. Yes, my contract. You had a contract that stated your terms of employment. Yeah, yeah. Had to operate within the budget, present a staffing plan for approval, had to follow the directives of the board. And wasn't Carl's strategy a directive of the board? Yes. And no. That doesn't sound good for a contract. And mostly no. Okay. They talked about a strategy of buying competing firms, and they approved every purchase that we made, but they didn't instruct me to do that. But what about the line of credit? Wasn't that going outside the budget? I argued that it wasn't, if I could bring in additional revenue. If, if, if. Many a business leader has been strung up for a bad if. I was pretty confident. Plus, it was the 90s, and I felt that, you know, the loss wouldn't touch Wouldn't me. touch you? Vinny, after what you've been through, you'd seen enough loss for anyone. Your beloved Diana, your first company, Jesse, who came with you to California. Yeah, I felt that in this case, I fully understood things. That I saw the right choice and could make the right choice. Even though you were going against your board? I think this is one of the key things. At the governance level, the decisions aren't always simple. And they can put you against others in the company, other leaders. IBM? Yes, the international business machines. Sounds like we have a new play down in the side pocket office. We might want to listen to this. Oh, you know something? Listen. Aren't you out of uniform? I excuse me? IBM, blue suit and white shirt. Oh, we're a little more relaxed in the San Jose office. Relaxed enough to tell me... Why you're here? And exactly who uh, are you? Carl, Granthaler, and Piedmont. Ah, uh, venture capitalist. Board chair. Well, then you must know. Ah, oh, well, hmm, mm, mm. is Vinny late? Late? <laughs> late for his appointment <laughs> with you. No, no, no. Uh, just thought I'd stop by, moving the deal along, see what mm -hmm. I could do. Sure. Anything in the way? Worried about competition? Should I be? Well, nothing beats the IBM brand. And the stock swap is Molly? really generous. Maleficent! You conniving little turncoat! Where are you? Get in here, I need you. I believe it would be turn scarce, what? sir. What? Turncoat would be male. Who cares? For women, it would be. What is um, this? What, what is this? This Thomas, IBM. This minion doing here? He's here to see Vinny. <laughs> Will you tell me why? What, do you think... Don't be saucy with me. I could dismiss you this instant. Do I not work for Side Pocket? 
in a manner of speaking. Uh, I'll come back when Vinny... Say... When G&P invested, you said that I reported to Vinny. So? Single point of supervision. Nothing more. And Vinny is the contact with the board. The contractual contact. But the board can ask any question of any employee at any time. Yes. But they can't threaten them with dismissal if they don't answer. That is loyalty. You know. It is, but let the scene finish. Uh, I'll come back later. Then Vinny might be free. Sure. Or maybe never come back at all. <clears throat> so... Is the game over, Coach? No, we got a real good locker room fight coming in the post-game show. Well, explain what's happening. Well, it dawned on me the side pocket would never be worth more than it was then. What time is this? 93, 94? Yeah, a little later. So how did you reach that conclusion? Well, we had a dominant product, no question. But this was a time when computers were changing quickly. Yep. Doubling in power every 18 months, doubling in memory. And software was changing faster. The good companies and the innovative ones were writing software two or three generations ahead. But your board wasn't letting you do that. Not quite. They were... They didn't fully support? Better. Didn't fully support big expense for product development, especially with Microsoft Windows moving into use. But you had cleared the market. Yep. And the deep pockets were ready to jump into it. So the best strategy was to sell the company to one of those deep pockets. Yes. Your company. The company you created and you made successful. You are the one and only Queen Mab. So it hurt. It's what makes you a leader, Mab. Will you care to explain? I mean, tell the listeners how you got to that decision? Next episode, Mad Hatter. And I want this so-called CEO of yours on the phone now. This is Madison. Maddie, the CEO, with the episode on tech governance. And I'm Vinny from Side Pocket. For the podcast, How We Manage Stuff. Bye, podcast land. Ooh, ooh, bye, bye. They don't have faces. Yeah. No faces at all. Isn't that weird? But it's art. Art's supposed to be weird. Yeah, but they're like statues. I mean, statues of women. Right. Like, you can tell they're women. Huh? Supposed to be women. Okay. They should have faces. Hmm? Faces. You know, don't you think they should have faces? It's art. Art is supposed to be weird. But if it is art, it should mean something. Yeah, I guess. So, what do they mean? I don't know. But it's... It's like they're looking over us. Without faces. Hey, Podcast Land. This is me, Maddie, on the podcast, How We Manage Hey, Stuff. Julio, look over there. Wow. It's Maddie, the world-famous entrepreneur. Hey, Maddie, love the show. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's San and Julio. They're movers. Oh, we're at the end of the line, Podcast Land. End of the line for this series on Side Pocket. We've been using the story of Side Pocket, which was the first company of my mentor, Vinny, to explore the basic ideas of tech governance. But Side Pocket has been sold. San and Julio are packing away the records and furniture so we can- No, just the records. Yeah, another contractor gets the furniture. It isn't much. Do you think it's weird that those statues don't have faces? Uh, what statues? Leave her be, Julio. She's going to finish her podcast. The ones downtown, on top of the building in the financial district. Oh, the corporate goddesses. They don't have... That's what they're called? It's more than faces. I don't think there's anything you, underneath their clothes. They're naked? Julio, 
Shame. <laughs> I don't think there are any bodies underneath the robes. No bodies. No. So it's like women are looking over you, but they're not there. Julio, San, usted necesita terminar. Los motores de muebles están llegando. Yes, Miss Molly. Podcast land. That is Molly. She's had two roles at Side Pocket. She was the director of operations and. Paul, old bean. Are you coming back to the office? Ah, and that is Carl. He's the venture capitalist that gave SidePocket its first investment. He's also served as the chair of the company's board. You mean your office? The office of Grant Haller and Piedmont? Yes, but you have a place. You started as a GMP employee and we still... You aren't coming back? You really want me that much. Oh, Molly. It's clear that you were the brains behind this deal. Brains? How so? You were the one that figured out that Side Pocket had peaked and cut the deal with Microsoft. Not me, Carl. <laughs> you don't expect me to believe your little boyfriend did that all himself. It was all Vinnie, Carl. Conception, negotiation, execution. He just doesn't have the strength of character to do something like that. Go against the board and convince them he's right? All Vinnie, Carl. All Vinnie. And why boyfriend? Ah, uh, nothing. Right. So, are you coming back to GMP? Maybe. I'll see. I'll see? I'll see what? If you get a better offer? Get a place in London? That deadbeat guy mine finally gets me a Carl. rock? What do you want, Molly? Do you have another offer? No. No other offer. Well, what then? Maybe I do this... By myself. No, oh no, you, you've been bitten by the entrepreneur bug. It's a terrible disease, dearie. And it will cost you every dime you have to be cured. Uh, Miss Mali? Oh, San, has terminado. You know, I speak English. Oh. Uh, we well, are done. But Vinny is still inside. The furniture Tell people... him he needs to leave. Send him out. So you think you can make money off these risky little startups? You did okay from side pocket. So did uh, but, I. But not good enough to set yourself up as a real venture capitalist. That's not what I'm thinking. Look at the numbers, Molly. Look at no, the numbers. I'm thinking that I enjoy the mentoring side, working with the senior management. Teach them how to work with their teams, how to deal with investors. Dead end, Molly. We'll have computer systems that will do all that. 2001, 2005 at the latest. Companies will be mentored by expert systems. The real place to be is investment, risks, and value. And it seems to me that investment will be taken over by software long before management. You're already seeing it on the stock market. <laughs> and you see what a mess it made in 1987. No, 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 Molly. The human side of business is investment. And it always will be... Someone has to watch over business, sure, Carl. Sure, 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 sure. Because sure. if just machines are doing the watching, then we've become machines ourselves. <sighs> Gotta run. You're getting deep on me, kid. <laughs> but there's always... No, no, no. We're expecting you back at your place. It's G&P. And here's the triumphant CEO. How are you doing, Vinny? Good to see you, Carl. Give me a call next week. Don't want to lose touch. See what we can do next. Going to miss it? Parts, but not all. Certainly not this office. Innovated yourself into a dominant company. 
than innovated yourself out of a job. It will be my tombstone. Who's that? What? By the door. Real estate agent? Seems to be looking around. Seeing what they might rent? Yeah. Uh, We're meeting on Monday. Planning for the future? Yes. See what we can do with our outrageous proceeds from Side Pocket. I'm ready for something new. But you may have a bit of history to deal with before we can go forward. Oh? You're a woman. It's Jessie. Right. See you Monday. Hey, Vinny. Jesse, how you doing? Thought I'd take a look at the old place before you locked the door. Sure, but uh, you never worked here. We're up the street then. Yeah. Here you're doing well over in Oakland. Digital records. We're doing pretty good. Solid, stable, regular growth. Even got a company looking to buy us out. I heard Depot. Yeah. Looking to move beyond the safe business. Could be good for you. Maybe. But I'm just a manager of customer relations. Customer relations for the Midwest. There'll be no side pocket payoff for me. May not even keep my job. Again. Don't know what to say, Jesse. Don't know what I want you to say. I don't think sorry is the right thing, though I am sorry. No, it isn't, because why should I no, trust I, it? No, I know. I trusted it once, and that didn't work out so well. But I did make a place for you inside pocket, a good place. A place that recognized all that you've done for it and could do. A place that would have a part of the payout. I know, and thank you for that. You know what it feels like when you're told yes, and then the yes turns to a no. And then you learned the no came with a price. Um, well, no. Anger, hurt, resentment embarrassment sure and embarrassment is probably the worst dear god let me not be ashamed what kind of prayer is that i can't know what you feel i can only say i wish you weren't visited by that kind of pain sure but you accepted that pain as a price for the initial investment and here i need to step in podcast listeners because this is where this series on technology and governance ends Ugh, there's no easy way, perhaps no human way, to perfect all the interaction between investment and technology, between the boards and managers, between leadership and employees. There's always a cost and a benefit, a return and a price. Vinny knew something about human costs. His grandfather was born into slavery, but knowing and feeling are two different things. Two minutes, five minutes, eight. Vinny and Jesse stood on the steps of the old side pocket office. Detroit, college, tool cart, a cross country move, a dream called side pocket. Jesse held out her hand. Vinny took it and squeezed it. Jesse turned and walked away. This is the end of this series on tech governance. Vinny was played by Jeffrey Greer, Molly by Karen O'Brien, Carl the VC by Josh LaForce, Jesse by Sahara Ale, Devin Eyre played Karen the Banker, Ron Bianchi was San, Rick, and Thomas, Noah Mazur was a different Rick and Kurt. Jake Minovich was Dennis and Julio. Margot Amy was Violet. 
And this is Zoe Anastasiou in the role of Maddie, the entrepreneur. This is episode 18150 of How We Manage Stuff and is copyright 2018 by Jaggy LLC. Take care, podcast land. Bye. This is Maddie. Bye.